Hello everybody, it's 40k lore time, and we're gonna learn about things and waste all your time. Hey everyone, so uh, welcome back to Foxtrot Battleline. Uh, we are a gaming podcast, uh, <laughs> um, mostly 40k these days, but uh, you know, who knows what the future holds, but um anyways um so i'm doing uh something slightly different today that i want have wanted to do for a while because i've been working on some stuff myself and like list crafting um and i think this could turn into like a, a good series especially with the way the ninth codexes are releasing um but first off you know um some clerical stuff so um things are tournaments are coming up so uh we're doing a few episodes with some guests um i'll have on here um uh, uh we'll do mostly kind of like prepping for tournaments um and the different ways people prep for them like you know painters prep for them differently if you're going there you know to win uh best painted or whatever if you're going to try to compete in the general tournament and do best overall if you're you know competing for best in faction you know everyone has a different sort of angle or if you're just going and play for fun you know whatever they're just all things to think about um and uh because things are coming back and it's uh amazing honestly (laughs) um a few of the tournaments that i wanted had wanted to go to that are a little bit farther away from me are you know sold out this year um they're smaller in size limited capacity so um some of these factors are you know limiting what you can go to but at the same time you know things are starting to open up and um it's an interesting time uh it should be you know (laughs) finally we're gonna get some tournaments with ninth edition it's you know about a year into the edition and it's pretty crazy it took that long (laughs) to uh sort of uh get it on its feet but you know i think this is gonna be a longer edition i think gw will probably run this one for four years so given the fact that covid and all that and and like we have zero codexes and almost no chaos and and xenos codexes and Luckily, all the Marines are done, but now, you know, uh, they're releasing new sister models, um, Admex coming around the corner, um, so there's a lot to be released, um, plus all the campaign books they're planning on doing, um, which hopefully don't turn out to be too bad for the edition, um, I guess we'll find out, but, um, you know, overall, you know, things are starting to come back around. Um, yeah, I mean, shops are opening. It's crazy. Um, I mean, up in New Hampshire. So I'm up, I've am i been up in New Hampshire for COVID, and things have been relatively um, the same as normal, sort of. Um, things have been open. You've been able to play. Some of the shops have shut down for a couple of weeks because of, you know, if there's a case of COVID, the shop will shut down. But for the most part, you know, people are being safe, playing with masks, um, uh, but it has been not as bad as other parts of our country. Um, New Hampshire had one of the lowest COVID rates, so some of that stuff makes sense, plus some of it doesn't, but, you know, we won't get into that, but um, either way, uh, I've been playing normally uh, with that, with the exception of going to tournaments, and it's something that's, you know, severely lacking, you know, whether or not you're a competitive, hyper-competitive player, I should say, Um Going to tournaments is like a ton of fun and, uh, you know, you get six games in one weekend or, or more if, you know, for some of the bigger grand tournaments and, uh, I know tournament, a lot of tournament players are the most vocal in our community and that can sometimes be super negative. Um, you know, uh, sometimes it's unfortunate to see broken lists, do really well but then again you know you think of it from a different perspective if these people didn't run these sort of lists where they're taking advantage of all these rules um we wouldn't get good faqs so it's kind of a way to give some feedback on broken mechanics that being said you know um so my (laughs) there's a lot to talk about with tournaments so uh, i'll hold that off uh for another time but 
um, the whole reason for me bringing that up is um, we're going to do, like, I'm going to do where me, uh, us, I don't know, <laughs> we're going to do um, a series of sort of um, podcast episodes. Um, I'm going to a pretty major event, so um, I'm going to do some stuff leading up to that. Um, I'm going to bring a top, bottom tier list, so that should be interesting, <laughs> but um, and go for best in fashion. So, you know, we'll address all those things. Um, I want to just work out some details with people I want to come on to do those. Um, as you know, scheduling is always a pain in the butt. So um, well, I've mentioned it before. You probably don't know, but uh, scheduling with other people, especially if they're not in the same country, um, it can make things like rather difficult to record um, or re- really weird, uh, like really late or <laughs> really early. Um, so, uh, you know, we'll get there. But anyways, uh, I wanted to do a series on sort of not a series but like some fun some fun episodes talking about kind of like alternative builds um i was going to do so uh one of the inspirations for this that came up is i was going to do a uh sort of a podcast on uh the marine codex i know it's been a while um and that's actually what kind of led me to this idea is that um yeah, so the Marine Codex has been out for a very long time. Doing a Codex review just seems kind of untimely. However, it has, like, aged, um, you know, and we've seen sort of where it fits, uh, how the supplements fit into it, because I think they're all released unless they do new ones for, like, White Scars and, um, you know, Salamanders and Iron Hands and all that. So um, for now, we kind of have the, the rules uh, set and established, and... Um, I've been kind of thinking about doing this because uh, all the new codexes come with like these cool builds um, with a lot of like interesting units for specific types of builds. A lot of people end up taking, you know, the most obvious build, if you will, or the um, one that appears easiest to them. Um, For example, I mean, yes and no. But for example, in a competitive list for Necrons, you kind of run warrior spam. That's just the way the codex is designed. And you have that kind of, there are other builds, but that one's the most glaringly obvious, uh, competitive option. Um, and we're not necessarily talking about competitive lists today. Although I think some, what we're going to be talking about is pretty, that can be pretty competitive if you play it right. Um, the threshold for, so we're talking about Phobos, uh, Space Marine Phobos stuff, because, um, you know, no one's really building all Phobos lists. You have a lot of Marine lists with, like, um, I want to say, well, you have Primaris-based lists. They're just not as Phobos-heavy as, you know, we used to see with, like, Raven Guard or uh, in previous editions. Um, I think, you know, we'll get there, but I, I think Raven Guard's maybe not even the best option for a Phobos uh, army these days, but, you know, it is what it is. Um, and obviously when I say, like, these builds um, that we're talking about, and, and when I do more on different codexes and just kind of talk about, like, alternative builds or, like, cool builds, really thematic builds, um, and that's what the aim of this kind of, like, these kinds of episodes. Um, be, because, you know, you hear it all uh, about, you know, main builds, what's good in a book, you know, what's not. I think it's interest, more interesting to make things work um, in a codex, like take units and make them work in a certain way um, to, you know, relatively good success. Um, so, you know, that being said, uh, Phobos, yeah. So, A, <clears throat> excuse me, first off, the models are f- ridiculously and fucking awesome. I mean, I'm sitting here looking at... So one of the things that inspired me to do this is um, I have a huge backlog of Dark Angels uh, that I'm working on, and uh, or at least I'll paint them up that way. Maybe I'll run them differently, um, different chapter, you know, whatever. Um, unless I'm playing in a major tournament, it's not going to be a big deal. So um, when you have a Marine Army, you know, I'm committed to painting them all as Dark Angels, so I don't necessarily want to, like, spend the extra money to get the same units. Um it is what it is, you know. Um, I do have a lot of ultramarines too, but <clears throat> anyways, um, so uh, you know, I'm painting my backlog and thinking like, and these I bought these a long time ago, more as like a supplementary 
thing. I can't remember why I wanted eliminators. I remember at one point I was like, oh, yeah, let me run some eliminators. It was a long time ago. Um, but, you know, it ends up, I ended up acquiring or accumulating, I should say, uh, a ton of Phobos. And so I just kind of sat there. I never really, some of the stuff that just sits there for a while will sell off. But um, I really like these models, like Reavers, for example. Or I had 10 Reavers that I finally started working on. And they're, I mean, the models are just awesome. Uh, Reaver's probably my favorite model to paint paint up these days. Um, just super cool looking. I love the skull masks. Um, but anyways, uh, I digress. So, um, you know, I wanted to talk about kind of like some interesting Phobos synergies and stuff you can do with them. And um, in these list building or build type of... Um, episodes um i just like to highlight things uh think about some interesting ways but and then like kind of do a list towards the end or a potential list um so that being said um yeah so you know the main phobos units um you have uh available for options as marines are um you know eliminators um, Reavers, Infiltrators, Incursors, um, I mean, there's not that many, uh, Phobos Librarians, Lieutenants, um, yeah, uh, I can't remember the rest, but, um, you know, when we talk about a list, a thematic list build, we're talking like 75%, you know, 60 to 75% of the list is filled with, you know, the build type units when I, when I address that in other episodes and this one, you know, cause you still need supporting units. Um, for example, you need, you know, if you do an all hundred percent Phobos list, you're going to severely lack like some kind of anti-tank. Um, I mean, get away with eliminators maybe, but, um, you know, for the most part, you're, you're lacking that sort of aspect of a well-rounded list that, um, you kind of need uh you definitely don't like melee if you do it right but you know we'll get there um and you don't like anti-character you know so every list build has its strengths and you have to kind of the marine codex is so big you have an, enough options to supplement some of this stuff with so um i think anti-tank is the biggest there um and i just had an idea in my head um which is interesting. Uh, <laughs> sorry. I'm already like thinking about it, but so, um, that being said, you know, when you list, when you list build, right, you have to pick, you have to start picking your chapter or well, for Marines or, you know, whatever in the ninth codex, it's whatever kind of, uh, chapter craft world, uh, Tau Sept, you know, whatever. So, um, starting there, you know, there's some interesting options in the Marine codex i just want to highlight a few that i think would work really well with phobos so um for you know this type of list build you know you have to think well for anything any kind of list you're building you have to think what are the strengths of my list what are they what does this thing do very you know very well um when you're making you know a good well-rounded thematic list um not necessarily broken you know a lot of people just like to take all the broken units and honestly i've seen they're not as hard to counter as as one may think uh things are scary but there's also a lot of terrain in ninth there's also you know a good player (laughs) can take something lower uh you know lower tier or less uh effective and make it work and that's how people win with, you know, Taoists, like uh, the Texas tournament uh, was a really weird top 10. I, I loved it. The Texas just had, uh, I forget what it was called, but they just had a um, a GT and top 10 was like Eldar, Orcs, you know, some of the stuff you'd expect. And then, you know, like Chaos and, um, you know, Tao finished in top 10. So, you know, it's crazy. Um, so, you know, in the hands of a good player, you can, you can make stuff work. And, uh, that's why I don't understand a lot of the complaining. Cause it's like, there's some units in codexes that just completely under uh, overlooked. And I personally love those units. And I think in this edition, Phobos, 
for Marines has kind of like skated under the radar, but they can be super effective. People like to think in, you know, when you, and this is all has to do with list building. People like to think just kind of like, what can this output, you know, damage, pure damage output. And yeah, that's great. Um, and don't get me wrong. It's a useful tool, but like, we're not playing lined up, you know, one army's not lined up, you know, uh, 24 inches away from the other with no terrain. Um, stuff that can move and deny points is just as effective as stuff that can um, just output damage. And, and Phobos is one of those armies that has quite a learning curve to it, I think. Um, because what they do well is they infiltrate. They get in your back lines. They move. They hide. They come out, strike, bounce, bounce back. Um, they do a lot of shenanigans. They infiltrate. They cause you... They disrupt your game plan. They're a disruption army. And... Um, I think dis, uh, disruption lists are always a lot harder to get the hang of um, or lists that are, you know, you think of some of the harder to play armies. Um, Eldar have notoriously been like, not Harlequins anymore, but like uh, some of the other, you know, craft world builds, especially ones that use psychic powers have been always kind of tricky to play. Um, Thousand Suns, I think, are incredibly difficult to play um, well. Um, you can just buckle pretty easily with thousand suns um what's another especially now right now uh it's super hard to play and you have to well i'll get to thousand suns i'm doing a whole episode on them eventually <laughs> so um but uh i'm thinking of other hard hard things um dark eldar have historically been very hard to play i think with their new codex they're slightly easier um but you know those tricksy, those tricky armies, or even you know the slower armies uh, like Death Guard. Like playing Death Guard well can be difficult. Um, there is a learning curve there, and I think Marines, you know, in general, uh, you kind of walk in. They're pretty easy to play. Um, in general, you know, you take, well, you know, you take the Ultramarine build. Like you kind of can do. Uh, it's a terrible example because it's not that easy. Uh, <laughs> um, I'm trying to think of whatever uh you just take a you know you take a marine chapter throw some eradicators throw some blade guard and you, you know you're gonna do all right um <clears throat> they're not it's not gonna be bad but um i think when you start getting into phobos units here um you're dealing with a lot of shenanigans like uh objective denial um infiltration um screening um kind of move blocking with units um because you can get there quick and force your opponent to make some pretty poor decisions, like sacrifice, you know, a squad of infiltrators on, you know, like roll up with some infiltrators onto the, your opponent's backfield, um, you know, turn one or two and kind of really fuck with their game plan. And that's what um, they do really well. Um, and all the things uh, I'll be talking about will highlight that. Um, sniping out your characters, uh, you know, eliminators are in a super effective unit. Hit on twos. Um, I've noticed American, I don't know, I've looked at, you know, different country builds. I've, I've noticed Americans don't, well, you know, this isn't over, over generalization, but most of the time I, in ninth, I haven't seen too many Eliminator units being run, which is quite, quite strange, I, I think. Um, you know, they're really good. Um, I just, I don't know, Phobos isn't really popular over here, so it is what it is, but... Um, so, you know, starting off, I'm jumping around here, but like Phobos excite me a lot because, because they're Marines, but they're much more crafty and, and I, I kind of tend to like these harder to play armies. Um, well, a, they're a challenge to learn, um, well, and you have to really put in the reps with them to sort of understand what they do well. And in addition to that, they really piss off your opponent. You know, your opponent sees eradicators on the on the battlefield. You're like, oh shit, okay, well, there go my tanks. What your opponent doesn't expect <laughs> is you to deny all their objectives or, you know, turn off obsec or, you know, be all over the field, turn turn one and then retreat. Or, you know, reavers are or, you know, even Phobos still has builds to really force your opponent to fail leadership which is just fucking annoying when you're failing leadership every single turn, um, especially with, you know, bigger squads. Like if you run cultists, oh, hey, let's just throw, <laughs> kill one dude, throw, you know, some, or lower leadership. I shouldn't say cultists because they're super low, but like guardsmen, you know, throw some, uh, or Imperial Guard in general have a relatively low leadership, you know, throw some, 
some minus two at him, you're failing every turn, uh, or throw some, I think Reavers do it. Um, I can't remember, but either way, um, you know, that's kind of like how, how Phobos works and why I love Phobos. And that's their strength is objective denial, um, stealth infiltration, um, movement shenanigans out out the butthole too like they can you know attack and fall back and and advance so you know you can attack and then basically get onto another objective so you're going to be all over the board in this very like ignoring terrain type of way um almost like harlequins can do but a little bit you know harlequins are you know kind of top tier right now i i think they're an easier army to play because they just do everything well um as annoying as that is, it's a simple truth, um, at least until the new codex. So, um, where hopefully things become more balanced, but you know, power levels going up across the board. So we'll see. Um, but anyway, so starting, you know, we're okay, cool. Hobos <laughs> is awesome. Like I've described that, uh, where do we start? Well, um, so right now I'm playing with, um, you know, we talked about what they do well. So you want to, if you're just, you know, picking a chapter um and i was looking at the custom chapter traits and honestly the firstborn chapter traits are just way better overall for in almost every instance um the the custom successor chapter traits are just i don't know why would you do that except for the one that gives you kind of the uh the main chapter traits so um the two that stand out to me and there's definitely others here but um i think salamanders and white scars actually work um quite well with phobos units um so the, for those who don't know the uh the white scars one uh chapter tactic is you're able to declare a charge in a turn which you advance or fell back and models uh don't suffer um penalty for firing assault weapons when they advance so um Obviously, sort of these builds will also give you options for good, like secondary units. So, for example, um, with whites, you know, with white scars, having some outriders in there isn't going to hurt. Um, in fact, it'll be really good. Or having uh, ATVs uh, for your like heavy Malta Melta support, because let's be honest, um, the more Melta you have these days, the better off you are uh, for the most part. Um, Anyways, so, you know, that's kind of the White Scars way to go. Um, and honestly, the list I'm currently building is uh, a White Scars successor. <laughs> They're just painted like Dark Angels. <laughs> the Dark Scars, so that's what I'll call them. <laughs> um, <laughs> or the Bruise, yeah, the Bruise Scars. Uh, I don't know. Uh, but anyways, so then with Salamanders, another, you know, advantage for Phobos units. So keep in mind the reason why... White scars work, I think, work really well. Is um, it gives those Phobos units that extra mobility, um, that extra ability to charge, and obviously, like I'd pick a couple of the melee units. Um, we'll get there. Um, there's one or two pretty decent melee. Um, I wouldn't call them incredible. Uh, there are no berserkers, but or even uh, uh, the sisters. Um, you know, Repentia. So, um, but anyways, it really helps. It also, you know, makes some of your other supporting units, um, a lot better. Um, if you can move around the board with Phobos with your supplementary units, you're going to do pretty decently. Um, and then Salamanders though, the, uh, is super interesting because, um, and I won't get into the stratagems cause there are stratagems also to help out some of these units, but, uh, so Salamanders, um, their tactic is you can reroll a wound roll. That's obviously super good. Um, I've seen it do incredible things. Um, and AP minus one goes down to zero. And there's a lot of AP minus one running around this game right now. So um, AP minus one, AP minus three. There's not a ton of AP minus two, which is I've personally right now the most effective to me AP to have, which is why I think Thousand Suns are slightly underrated. But anyways... <laughs> <laughs> I digress. So, you know, I think those two chapters will work perfectly. I'll probably try to run them both um, at a certain point. Uh, but right now, I'm kind of leaning more towards white scars. Um, so that, you know, kind of... And successor... I wish the successor chapter tactics were good. 
um, or like something different. They're basically just repetitions of, you know, the primary ones, but like a little worse, <laughs> or you can only take one and not really have, they're not, they're not powerful combined. Um, there's some interesting stuff there. Like, don't get me wrong. I just think, uh, the main chapters are slightly better. Um, I did, you know, look over I, when I was thinking about kind of crafting a Phobos list, I was like, okay, well, there must be something in the successors and you know there kind of is like there's interesting stuff i just think the main chapter tactics just have a lot more punch to them and uh, you can do a lot more with them because um, there's nothing that kind of imitates that uh like the you know blood angels the plus one to charge and you know blood angels will be there's not a ton of uh close combat phobos but blood angels would also be an interesting um way to go but i kind of wanted to go with something that didn't have a lot of unique units um so that would leave, you know, white scars, salamanders, imperial fists, uh, black, uh, black templar. You could do ultramarines. You know, one of Raven Guard. Um, one of the ones that doesn't have like a real unique set of units. So you're primarily utilizing like Primaris stuff. So, um, anyways, uh, moving on. Um, we'll talk about uh, stratagems. All right, yeah, so stratagems. So um, there aren't too, too many Phobos-specific ones, but honestly, the ones that exist are very good. So, and keep in mind, these are all, you know, they're Primaris, so, you know, like Transhuman will work on them. Um, they can move, you know, act as if they remain stationary. They can perform an action and still shoot. Um, so we have all access, you know, you have access to all the Marine uh, normal, good, solid stratagems. Um, but in addition, there are two or three specific ones. So the first one is Terror Troops, and this is actually one of the reasons why I absolutely love Reavers. I think I will get into it um, when we touch on the data sheets, but Reavers are excellent <laughs> units. Um, I think they're one of the most underrated uh, data sheets in, in the whole book. Um, I'm honestly thinking of running 10 or 15 of them. Um, in, in my kind of build. Um, a, they're just a blast of paint, which is also why I would run so many, but B, they're just, they're really good at what they do. Um, and there's a huge, there's a huge case for them. Um, they don't put out firepower, but they disrupt and they take and they <laughs> sit there and, you know, create annoyances for your opponent. So you use them kind of against uh, obsec. Uh, so anything that's maybe not real maybe not tough tough off obsec where you're gonna just get smoked but um you know okay yeah obsec weaker obsec would be your ideal kind of target but anyway so terror troops um you pop a cp for two cp you pop two cp for this strat and um when an enemy unit's within three it loses obsec um in addition to that, um, you roll 2d6, and if the roll exceeds the leadership, uh, that unit can't perform actions. And, you know, Reavers are hyper-stealthy, so they can come in on the back line, stop your opponent from scoring points, um, and actions are becoming more and more common. So they're becoming increasingly uh, a good selection for, uh, well, any list in general, but arguably especially for a Phobos list. Um, the next stratagem is um, Gorilla Tactics. This is an excellent one because a lot of these units can deep strike um, natively. Um, but essentially, instead of moving, you go back into reserve. So this is a good tactic for, you know, popping out, taking an objective in the back line, and then being like, all right, you know, next if they survive, you know. So you have to pick your targets. Again, a Phobos list takes a lot more thinking, um, a lot more unit placement. You have to be really crafty. So, you know, you come in, take something weak, and then pop back in reserve to do it again or to, you know, go back on your backfield. Um, there's a lot of uh, maneuverability here, which is great. Um, and the third one that's kind of, like, specific to them is uh, Shock and Awe because uh, um, uh, I know Terror uh, Reavers have the shock grenade keyword and shock grenades don't allow a unit to overwatch or set to defend and um they become minus one to hit when they make an attack so um that can be very good for it's a good defensive one um also the troops 
that are Phobos. Infiltrators and Incursors have um, the smokescreen keyword, so you can give them minus one to hit natively with a CP, which is um, not natively. That would mean it's on its data sheet, but you can give them minus one to hit with a CP, which is, uh, <laughs> for troops, really good. Um, again, <laughs> a lot of this stuff is crafty, keeping them a little bit more survivable. You know, If you're minus one to hit and you're in cover, turn one, you know, that means you're minus one to hit and you get a bonus to your cover save, which is amazing, honestly. So, you know, we're talking like AP minus one or three weapons are, you know, the most common in the game. So you're either ignoring that and getting a, and then if you, you know, if you're, sal if you're salamanders, you're ignoring it anyways, and then getting a two up plus, you know, uh, minus one to hit. So like, you know, like I said at the beginning, salamanders and uh white scars kind of really sync with some of these units um and that's one example um but anyways so uh, moving on um so the vanguard warlord traits are excellent um a lot of them um i'm always one for auras and a lot of them um are either aura based or um aura based or like kind of force multipliers or redeployment. So, uh, you know, they're so good. Uh, so the first one is called shoot and fade. Um, it's fire and fade for free when you have a unit next to your warlord. So uh, you're a unit within six can, after it shoots can make a normal move or it can advance and keep in mind, um, it can't declare a charge, but you know, there's that maneuverability again, you pop out, you shoot, and then you you know, go back to a different objective. So you're shifting across the board constantly and really pu pulling these shenanigans. Uh, Lord of Deceit is, um, you can redeploy, uh, looks like up to three Phobos units. That's crazy good. Um, especially if you're running infiltrators, you come in, you block, you know, you, <laughs> you come in, you block some stuff, you take some objective objectives, kind of trick your opponent into moving harder on one flank. Um, the flank that you kind of want them on and, you know, and then you pull them back and go hard on the other flank. Uh, it's just <laughs> so good. Um, and then the master of the Vanguard number three is, uh, any unit, any Phobos unit within six, you add one to charge. And when it makes a normal move, advance or fall back, add one to the move. So again, you're making them even faster. And then we're talking white scars where, you know, white scars when, so, <laughs> With white scars, you know, um, you're adding plus one to charge, you're adding plus one to your advance and your move, and you can advance, so you move six, so you move seven, you can advance up to seven, and then you can charge up to 13. So, <laughs> that's crazy. Um, and then the last one I want to highlight is kind of the target priority. Um, you can, in your command phases, you can select a friendly Phobos unit within six until the start of the next command phase. Um, you add one, you plus one to hit with range attacks, which is a good supplement or, uh, not supplement, but a good, uh, support for a couple of eliminator squads. Um, so yeah, like, and then in addition to that, um, we won't talk about the relics. The, rel the relics are kind of standard, um, what you'd get in marine books, but, you know, so already we're having some interesting options with just warlord traits and stratagems, never even mind like the units. <laughs> so, and keep in mind, we have a couple Phobos, uh, HQs, you have a lieutenant, um, there's a lieutenant, there's chapter master in, in Phobos armor, I believe, or whatever, um, armor, uh, I don't know, we'll get there, but in addition to that, I always, I think another, uh, highlight here is the obscuration discipline, um, I think the list I'm crafting up is going to take two librarians, um, I'm also a huge fan of, uh, being present in the psychic phase, I think it's really useful, so, um, these powers so you know first off you have shrouding um which allow doesn't allow your opponent to shoot at you unless you're the closest unit uh the you know the power manifests and you select a unit unless they're the closest unit your enemy can't target them um this is good to protect some of your has to be phobo pho, a phobos unit though so um <clears throat> good way to you know all of these things are stat you know uh, as we move on and on, all the things stack to create these really, really hard effects to counter. Like, okay, so I'm going to deep strike with this reaver unit over here and wipe out, you know, and 
they're going to take care of this obsec unit in midfield. But I am pushing my lines with like an eliminator or you know some kind of other unit, and uh, they're closer to the enemy. Okay, so the reaver unit's like the threat, um, but I'm not going to let you shoot at me um, unless they're the closest unit. So basically, you get those troops shooting at you, but everything else is kind of you know moot. So um, you're essentially like <laughs> denying your opponent easy ways to take care of you while you maneuver around the board and um between the warlord traits between so a phobos list takes a ton of planning obviously so between the warlord traits between um the chapter you take and between you know sort of uh i would always put librarians in a phobos list they're just this discipline is just too good to give up um but anyways let's move on so soul sight um it's basically an offensive one you reroll the hit and uh, no cover um, which can supplement some of this stuff, obviously. Um, a few of these are okay. Um, you can make things, again, you can make things minus one to hit. Um, you dish out a few mortal wounds. Uh, one that's awesome is uh, the Tenobros uh, Curse. <laughs> Don't know how to pronounce that, but um, this... You know, the unit suffers a mortal wound, but then um, you have the moon, uh, the unit's move characteristic and minus two to advance and charge rolls. So again, you're like keeping things in their place as you maneuver around the board and really screwing up their game plan. Um, for most units, that's a huge penalty to your movement for that power to go off. Uh, it's got a higher warp charge than some of the other stuff, but, um, you know, minus two to advance, minus two to charge, and um, having the movement you know, most things move six-ish, around six, so you're down to, like, you know, three or four. Death Guard's down to two, and then you can't advance. Uh, well, then you minus two to advance, so it's up to four. Um, so that uh, it's really, really good for um, maneuverability. And keep in mind, Phobos live, uh, you know, these this Phobos-type style list lives in the movement phase. It, it really, that's where it thrives, is in the movement, morale, sort of... Uh, uh, objective denial, secondary denial. That's that's where they're excellent, and where you want to kind of maximize um, your effects, your effectiveness in. So, and then the last, um, the last power is called temporal corridor, and this basically just gets uh, allows you to move. Um, you can't shoot or fight, but you get to, and more movement. So you know late game capturing objectives. It can be great for. Um, and the Phobos Librarian's no joke. Like, he infiltrates and in, in all those shenanigans. So you can kind of put your psychic presence anywhere you need to on the field. In fact, in my Dark Angels, my normal Dark Angels list, um, I've been running a Phobos Librarian just to get him sort of... Uh, it's Raven, a Ravenwing list, so get him close to the bikes. And then, you know, he's doing all his shenanigans that way. But... Um, yeah, so I love that discipline. I think it's one of the stronger ones. Um, obviously, you know, you can include a chaplain. Um, I necessarily, in terms of secondaries for a kind of Phobos list, like, yeah, you don't play around, but, like, all, the all, one that glares out is Engage on All Fronts. Um, although I've been noticing in some games uh, where I've built lists around Engage, you, you know, some games you don't want to take Engage if you want to be a little more cagey because um, engage forces you to move around and, and you know some in some games it's not um ideal to be moving in all four quadrants to be honest um so you know it's a situational thing but you know chaplains would i'm not going to go over all the normal stuff uh you know you've probably heard about it through thousand i mean the marine codex has been out since october so you know chaplains would be obviously a good uh supplement i think to a phobos um i think the obscuration discipline though is like your primary toolbox um for getting some of the uh, and your stratagems for getting some of your units to do what they do even better. Um, that being said, you know, uh, I don't know, I don't think I would design this a list with Phobos around Oath of Moment. I just don't, like, you're going to probably be falling back and moving around, um, so you're not going to score that. <clears throat> um, with just Phobos units, you're not going to be killing vehicles. I mean, well, you know, you, you're going to have to include, like, 30% of, like, uh, anti-tank so or a stronger melee unit like blade guard um or you know so like eradicators and reserves work really well with phobos um 
and you're going to want something to probably hold your back line. Uh, so like right now, you know, the big unit for that is like heavy intercessors or just normal intercessors if you don't want to pay for it. You could use infiltrators to do that, but that's not really their role. Um, I take, you know, if you're going to go with a lot of troops, I take like two or three squads of the Phobos stuff and then like one kind of like real backline thing. Um, but anyways, uh, so moving on, let's, uh, let's go to the units. So, um, some things I'll have to explain here just quickly. So, um, a lot of these <laughs> units will either have concealed positions, death from above, outflank, or teleport strike. So the difference between these is, um, death from above is just like the old deep strike rules. Nine inch, um, you can come in anywhere on turn, on turn two, um, concealed positions is you can set during deployment you can set it up um more than nine inches away from deployment zone and enemy models so that's kind of what used to be called infiltrating um outflank is setting things up behind enemy lines um which is fucking crazy uh <laughs> so um that's a great i don't know i don't remember who has that and then teleport strikes is kind of normal deep strike as well i don't know why they named them so whatever, uh, I won't get into the GW politics here, but, um, so moving on in terms of HQ, you know, we have captains and Phobos and Phobos armor. Um, you can get them Yeah, pretty much a captain and Phobos armor is going to be what you want to run for rerolls in a Phobos list, uh, or on a bike, something quick. Um, and then we have Phobos lieutenant. Um, and you can get a lieutenant in Reaver armor and a lieutenant in Phobos armor. Um, I'm not sure which one I like more. I really like the Reaver armor one. Um, really like him. I also really like the lieutenant. So, um, but the Reaver armor one does give an additional bonus of the Reaver terror troop ability, which is uh, minus two from leadership. Um, so, you know, it is what it is. You can get, a, you know, obviously the Librarian Phobos armor is a home run, I think. Um, it's a Librarian with a ton of mobility. So, super good. Um, chaplains, unfortunately, don't come in Phobos armor. So, if you're going to run one, I would probably take it on a bike. Also, the Primaris Chaplain on a bike is just nasty. Um, <laughs> so... You know, and then we'll get into troops. So, obviously, you're going to want something to hold the back line. I won't go into that. Intercessors are always reliable. Uh, heavy intercessors are really good. Um, but the cream of the crop here is the infiltrator and the incursors. So, um, I was looking around, and incursors are almost the unit you want to use for combat. Because they can take paired combat blades. And it's the only combat that has any kind of AP. Um, granted, it's minus one, but then we're talking minus two in, a, you know, in the doctrine. So uh, getting something up to minus two is great. Um, plus, you know, two attacks base, three on the sergeant. So they're no joke when they charge. Um, especially if you, you know, pop the strat to put them in all doctrines. Now we're talking minus two. So um, they are kind of like what I would run as a um, the melee squad. Um, and they have the mines, so they charge in. And then, um, D, you, on a two up, your the enemy suffers D three mortal wounds. So that's excellent. I think um, they're really, really good. Um, they ignore uh, with range attacks. I wouldn't take them for the range attacks, but they ignore uh, hit rolls or and ballistic skill modifiers. Um, the one infiltrators are you know your other troop option here, and um, they're really good. The helix gauntlet's awesome. That allows you. Um, to reduce damage on your failed, first failed saving throw to zero, so you just ignore the damage. Um, they all have concealed positions, so they can infiltrate um, combat squads, you know, normal stuff. Um, however, the infiltrators, uh, enemies can't set up reinforcements within 12. Like I said, these units, like, they're so good at disruption. It's crazy that you don't see one of the like you see one or two maybe especially maybe eliminators but you just don't see lists designed around this and I think um I think it I well that's part of the reason why I'm running them because I think it's an 
an excellent build and it's going to take a lot of practice to use, but you know, a high skill level list always does typically take a lot of reps to get the hang of. But you know, once you get it down, it's like, bam, like, nope, you can't do that. No, over here. You can't go like you're blocking out whole areas of the board, um, with a lot of different combos. So, you know, those are the two, two troops that are Phobos. Uh, they both have smoke screens, So they're minus one to hit as troops. They're, they obviously have obsecs. So, um, holding objectives with them. Um, I think running bigger squads of them in a Phobos themed list would probably be best. Uh, so, you know, six to 10, um, just a unit of five, isn't going to have uh, as much staying power as you may need it or smaller ones, but a lot of them. Um, I think that's kind of the theme here. Uh, but anyways, so as you, sorry, this whole episode, I'm like, yes, <laughs> I'm just like so excited. Phobos gets me riled up and it's an awesome build. And, um, once I get some more of this stuff painted, I can't wait to put it on the table. So, uh, yeah, obviously apothecary, um, I'm just flipping through the book and looking at these units, like all the normal stuff applies to Marines apothecary chief apothecary is really good. Um, problem with some of these units is like, they're just, I would use that to support your kind of, uh, like take attack bikes, put a, an apothecary in or some, something like that. Um, I don't know, but y- y- you understand what I'm saying. So like, just don't <laughs> the supplemental stuff that works for every other Marine is going to work for this. Um, so, you know, eradicators with an apothecary are going to be hard to bring down, uh, erratic, uh, blade guard with an apothecary are going to be super effective. Um, you may even want to throw, you know, that 30% throw a few unit of blade guard into a, um, uh, impulsor and just, you know, move them around the board for where you need some heavy, 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 gun, uh, heavy, heavy lifting, uh, for melee. And, um, honestly, what this thing lacks is probably less melee and more just anti-tank. So, um, eradicators, uh, attack bikes are really good right now. Um, uh, ATVs could also be an excellent option for this. Um, but anyways, so, Moving on to the most underrated uh, <laughs> data sheet in the book, our Reavers. So, a Reaver can either gain, you can take, so you have Reavers. They are kind of standard Marines, uh, strength four, T4, two wounds, two attacks, three on the sergeant. Um, their weapons are, you can take a combat knife and give you an extra attack. Um, in addition, so you take a combat knife and a uh, special issue bolt pistol. The bolt pistol is actually a P minus two. I want to highlight here because I really love that. It's only 12-inch range, but AP-2 is really effective against almost everything. Um, so, again, that's I think that's really good. Um, and then Terror Troops, so minus 2 to leadership within 3 inches. So when they charge in, they uh, do minus 2 to leadership. But, again, with that stratagem to deny Obsec, Reavers are your um, come in especially when they have the outflank ability. So that means they can deploy on your opponent opponent's zone if they're not screening you correctly. And they just come in and deny your home objective. You know, a lot of people, so you, you say you're playing against Dark Angels. They have the new stratagem where you have to hold that home objective. Or uh, even Death Guard. Um, the Poxwalkers, uh, typically in the back, who are doing that secondary, I uh, can't remember the name of. But, you know, you come in and just, boom, no obsec. You can't, you don't hold that. You disrupt them and you're probably going to kill significant amount of them um your survivability survivability might go down but again like um well they don't have smoke screen that's the only problem i guess but um so you, there's a lot of options with reavers they are a um a denial unit um quite expensive to do it more than once a turn but if you really need to you know it's four cp and you can deny two obsec units um i think it might be better playing them in a squad of 10 coming down and doing that. Um, just because then you have enough bodies to survive. Um, then you outnumber, like say, you know, there's an obsec unit on there, uh, on an objective and there's like 20 of them or something. Then at least once you kill some of them or they run away, you outnumber, outnumber them. But I just think they're so good. Like having that mobility of coming in anywhere on the board turn two, is going to, in addition to all the other things that are going on, it's going to disrupt your opponent and bring them in with the reaver lieutenant. So you're reroll, you know, you're getting some rerolls. Um, you, you know, throw a war, couple warlord traits on them, and now you're now we're talking. Um, so there's some awesome combos. Uh, and then um, 
sorry, I'm like thinking and also talking. Uh, but I don't know. Most underrated unit. Um, I've used them a couple times already. And it just, you know, your opponent doesn't even see them coming. They're like, okay, cool. I'm just going to, you know, go in, whatever. And they don't kill things, but they just disrupt everything about your opponent's game plan while some of your other stuff moves around and gets into position and, you know, kind of really holds the board. And this list is about holding the board. It's not about, um, you know, having the most melta. It's not about killing the most things it is about survivability it's about using cover and it's about um denying your opponent um forcing your opponent into areas they don't want to go into denying your opponent um movement (laughs) you know like really just screwing with their mobility um and then uh so another thing we'll highlight here is the invictor um i think invictors are they're not technically phobos but I think they are what you use for kind of your heavy hitters. A lot of people use them to put them on uh, put them on the front lines because you have to deal with them while your other army moves into position. Sure, that's one way to use them. You could use you could do different things. You bring three. You have one at least to really get off that firepower. In addition, if you do infiltrate them, turn one. I can't take that redeploy. They're up there. You go second. Redeploy them. Now you have some firepower saved because um, they do die relatively quickly um but um they, they absorb fire and they're cheap so um definitely an option um in terms of like a dreadnought heavy support option they're an elite but you're only taking really one elite in a phobos probably or if you take blade guard but reavers are kind of your main elite there when designing a list um and then the last kind of unit i want to talk about so two units so i will say inceptors work really well with phobos as a punch uh heavy puncher um your anti-tank could be inceptors they're cheap enough to take that role problem with inceptors is survivability um when you're taking plasma and without um a lieutenant nearby or something like that um or a, a captain um you know, they blow themselves up pretty fucking easily. So, (laughs) um, and you kind of need multiple units to really mitigate some of that. So I don't know. Um, it's definitely something to think about. Um, but anyways, the last unit, um, I think that's the only other Phobos unit in the codex is the eliminator squad. So eliminators are excellent. They're your anti-character three squads of three. Um, you're going to be set, but they also do a little bit of anti-tank. So a lot of ways I've seen them run is two squads. If you so if you're taking three squads, two squads have the um, bolt snipers, which um, ignore the lookout sir rule. Um, you you have three different uh, rounds you want you can choose before you fire. Uh, One is heavy one strength five AP minus one one and uh, you get plus one to hit. The frag round is D three five no AP uh, one damage. The Mortis round is the interesting one, which is uh, sixes on the wound roll inflict uh, mortal wound, but it's strength five, AP minus two, two damage. They're all pretty decent anti-character, but you definitely, if you're going to run uh, Eliminators, you definitely need more than one squad. And then where it becomes interesting is the um, Laz Fusel. So you, a lot of people take one squad of Laz Fusel because it is like a decent anti-tank. It's heavy one, strength eight. AP minus three, flat three damage. Um, and again, these guys get better cover saves, so you throw them in cover, they infiltrate. Um, they're overall probably the most hard-hitting Phobos unit um, in terms of shooting. Um, and they're not the sneakiest unit. They kind of do what they do, and they do it well. Um, they get in position, uh, they fire, they can hold objectives. Um, they can snipe characters so they're really good for anti you know heavy character lists so like chaos lists right now are all heavy characters so you can deal with them pretty easily um i know my thousand suns list probably wouldn't stand a chance against a phobo list phobos list just because uh well the anti deep strike game <laughs> and the ability to snipe characters out so there goes you know armin sorcerers they're pretty granted they have invulnerable saves but you know for example they're relatively easy to take down in a turn or two so um yeah, and then, you know, we have, again, the normal stuff. Uh, I think Devastators in a Drop Pod would work really well. 
throwing a few tanks on your back line would also work really well. Some of the newer, like the gladiators, um, just having some backfield firepower vindicators are an interesting option these days. Um, no land raiders, they just kind of suck. But um, anyways, so I kind of highlighted, you know, all the units. I don't, there's not a lot. So obviously you're dealing with limited um, options here. But again, what, where the Phobos meat comes in is kind of aligning these units to sync and do these things with the Whirler traits, with the stratagems, um, and with the Obscuration discipline. So when you're planning a Phobos list, you know, you're like, okay, I'm going to take this unit to do this specific role using these tools. Um, so you have to sit down and be like, okay, I'm going to take infiltrators. How do I make them better? And for how am I using them? Like, am I using them for area denial? Am I using them for like, you can use them for, you know, bolter fire and you have to, as to a certain extent, you need firepower in a list, um, like this, you need at least something because it can't all be about denial, um, or anti-movement. You have to somehow <laughs> kill your opponent, um, or, you know, lower their numbers so you can survive. But that being said, you know, there's so many, there's a lot of tools here and, um, I don't have a list completely finished, um, Possibly on a future episode, I will, um, or I'll post it or something. Or, if, but if you're interested, if you have any ideas, you know, email me, um, foxtrotbattleline at gmail.com. You know, let me know. Um, I think the Phobos list is just so cool. Um, I'm excited to get mine on the battlefield. Uh, probably I'm white scars, although I'm, I've been sitting here, you know, thinking about these units and being like, you know, salamanders at AP minus one when you're probably going to be in cover. Oh, Reavers also can move over terrain as if it wasn't there. So they have like flip belts basically. Um, but you know, if you're in mostly in cover, you're going to be hiding a lot in a list like this. It's going to be a lot of like weird shady terrain usage. And, um, that minus one can be super effective in negate in basically getting a two up save across the board. And that really increases their survivability. So Phobos, you know, you're going to be caught out in the open. So you have ways to deal with that, like uh, Smokescreen, um, for example, the minus one to hit. Um, Transhuman is another way when you're stuck out in the open. Um, I probably wouldn't take, you You want as much CP as you can for stuff like that. So I probably wouldn't I'd just take two Warlord traits, two Relics. Um, so you're down 12. Um some of the chapters um, have characters to give you back CP. Maybe take one of them if they work well. Um, like Azrael, if you're taking Dark I wouldn't. I don't know if I'd run a Phobos list with Dark Angels. They just don't benefit from any of the traits um, that that well, unfortunately. So, But, yeah, so Phobos. Um, I'm planning on doing more lists like this. Uh, episodes, uh, More episodes like this where we talk about list builds and just highlight some units especially oddball list builds, which is kind of like what I like. Um, well, I run the normal stuff too. Don't get me wrong. But, um, I also like finding some of that oddball stuff and like running with it. Um, granted you lose a lot more sometimes <laughs> when you're playing good players and you're just starting like a hard to play build, like you're going to lose a lot. It just happens. Um, but once you get the hang of it, oof, it's smooth <laughs> from there. Um, some of the more obvious lists, you know, the Dark Angels Terminator list, like, or Death Guard even with Mortarian, they just do kind of one thing. And once they're countered, you know, they're, you can counter them every single time. So um, I love these interesting lists. I love uh, the interesting units. They're super thematic. Um, really fun to play when you can kind of move around the board, deny people, like really get in their face. Like how... <laughs> Just imagining some of my friends, like how frustrating this list is going to be um, against their units. Oh, you can't go there. Oh, your obsex off. Oh, um, I'm now off the board. <laughs> you know, like when they move forward to to get to you, wipe out one or two, and then oh, I'm going back into deep strike. So, you know, there's so much shenanigans going on with Phobos, um, and I think they're interesting as a supplement, some supplementary units too, um, depending on kind of what you're playing and going for, but. Uh, eliminators are always good pretty much in every list uh, they don't really need the to be in a phobos list but that's neither here nor there anyways uh so coming soon uh you know follow me or us at foxtrot battle line foxtrot battle line 5198 um on instagram that's my primary 
kind of social media. Uh, I'm not really huge on social media, so I do try to post things more often. I go through phases, but <laughs> um, anyways, so follow uh, me there. Um, you can email me questions or like comments, uh, Foxtrot Battle Line 5198 or Line at gmail.com. Just no, no, no numbers there. Um, eventually I'll get a website up. Uh, I was supposed to a long time ago, whatever. <laughs> I do want one. Um, and we are moving towards, uh, doing other things. Uh, I've got things in the work works with a few people. I'm still looking or eventually I will eventually find my co-host or whatnot, or I have a lot of guests coming up. So, um, stay tuned for that. Um, as we move into tournament season, planning on doing kind of like getting ready for a tournament uh, from a painter and gamer's perspective, um, I'm going to talk about uh, some of the lists that I'm planning on bringing and why and how I think they'll do. Hopefully, getting someone else online uh, on on air for that too. Um, so you know, some things are things are moving forward. Um, pretty inconsistent with the release schedule, but at least once a month I'll be recording. So. Um, cool <laughs> but anyways i hope everyone's doing well that's listening to this um i appreciate everybody um who supports us uh and has supported us um you know drop drop a line uh you know contact me maybe you can come on like i don't care uh, it's just me running it so um you know 40k is a hobby and a takes up a lot of time for some of us we invest a lot in it so um anyone who come, you know, anyone who wants to come on or talk or whatever, like it's valuable. So, um, with that, um, I'll leave you to your day. Uh, I hope you enjoyed listening. I hope you love Phobos a little bit more. I hope you're thinking of some interesting lists. Granted, we're going to be using the same units for Phobos lists, but you know, there's mix and matching. There's a lot of uniqueness, um, within the builds, not on the data sheets, but what's off the data sheets, um, is what's most valuable. So, uh anyways you know have a good rest of your week um hope covid's been kind and lightening up in your area um so thanks again for listening all right bye